the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Streaming now on TuneIn.com and the Odyssey app. AM 1220 KDOW. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. 1220 KDOW presents Rob Black and Your Money. Your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finance, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in, we'll chat, and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Post-Fed Open Market Committee meeting adjourned. Where do we stand? We'll talk about that and much, much more in this hour. Markets went lower yesterday. The markets are mixed today with the NASDAQ and the Russell doing okay the Dow struggling a little bit, but not bad. The S&P 500 basically going nowhere fast. Stocks tick up to recover some losses from yesterday after the Fed Reserve updated their Fed outlook. Let's talk a little bit more about that. But before we do, one piece of economic data today, initial filings unexpectedly rose to 412,000 last week. When you see that word unexpectedly, you probably say, that's not, doesn't sound good, doesn't sound good. It's not that bad. We're we're closer to where we need to be than we were three months ago, six months ago, nine months ago, 12 months ago, 15 months ago. That's the positive. Okay, so let's talk a little bit more about what happened yesterday and try to give you what you need to know. The Fed finally acknowledged a booming economy. The Federal Reserve took the first tentative steps to eventually normalize its ultra-accommodative monetary policy. What do I mean by ultra-accommodative policy? Ultimately, after 9-11, our Congress can't always get things done. Fiscal policy. But we have a second set of policymakers, monetary policy. Um, The Federal Reserve. They're not elected. It's kind of a, a weird thing that they are. They fight inflation, and they try to get full employment in the United States, neither of which, what inflation are they fighting? 2% inflation, 3% inflation, 4% inflation? What's full employment? 2%, 3%, 4%? It's kind of a little wonky, right? Um, there's a little bit of politics involved in 
the Federal Reserve, the group of bankers who oversee the monetary policy. But there shouldn't be. But there is. But there shouldn't be. Federal Reserve essentially updated where our economy is today versus where it was six months ago. Our economy is seen stronger than expected economic and inflation data. Economic data sounds, woo, that sounds good. We've got a lot of stimulus. We're spending it. Some of us have jobs. We're, we're earning it and spending it. That's our economy in a nutshell. But the inflation is a little bit we don't like. To fight inflation, what you do is you make the cost of money more expensive. Therefore, people take less risks. If my credit card is set at 20% interest rates versus 5%, 5%, I'm like, I'm going to Hawaii. I'll pay that extra 5%. I don't mind. If it's 20%, I'm like, I really can't afford to pay that because I'm not getting a 20% raise in, in wages. So they kind of control a little bit of that. Now, it can, it can curb your enthusiasm by making cheap money more expensive. Cheap money could be a mortgage. Right now, I could afford easily $4,000, $5,000 a month to pay for a roof over my family's head. But when interest rates go higher, that 30-year mortgage, what I can get is a lot less. A 3% mortgage is way easier for me to afford than a 4% mortgage. That's what the Federal Reserve does. They can curb speculation. And when you see the average home was up 13% last year, we need to raise interest rates. There is a bubble in housing going on. There is a bubble in stocks going on. So what got the market's attention yesterday was the Federal Reserve said, in 2023, we're going to raise interest rates twice. That's what we're thinking. That's what we're expecting. It may not happen. It's all data determined. But three months ago, they were like, we're going to raise interest rates. Nothing in 2023, but probably 2024 was the implication. I've never heard that before. Like, you're giving us really an 18-month pass of not changing interest rates? That's glorious. So yesterday they said, eh, you get a six-month pass, and then sometime in 2022, we're going to raise rates twice. Okay. Some people are expecting that to be more like 2023, like late 2022. The Federal Reserve is very mindful in the past that they've caused the markets to overreact. They're very powerful. They are very cognizant that they're powerful. As much as Elon Musk can move Bitcoin, the Federal Reserve can move stock markets. One of the things that they don't want is what's called a taper tantrum, where they decide, okay, we're going to keep loans lower because we're going to buy them. What the F are you talking about, Rob? The federal government buys loans? Yeah. That doesn't even sound like a good idea. That really got out of hand fast. I, I know. I know. I apologize for anyone who doesn't like the word frick because that's what I'm implied by the F. Um, but the taper tantrum back in 2013 caused the stock market to collapse. As the Fed said, you know, the economy, we're coming out of this 2010, 2012 recession. We're going to start raising. We're going to stop buying bonds. We're going to stop making mortgages super cheap. And instead, of, they're going to be cheap. Okay, you pick it up on and put it out. Fed is very cognizant. So now they're saying, okay, we're going to raise rates at some point in time, but it's not going to get out of hand and we'll keep an eyeball on it. Um, but the Fed also kind of took those steps to get us back to normal. They also had some other things to say. Um, new strains of the virus pose a risk. The economy is strong. Assuming continued progress will be appropriate to consider announcing a plan for reducing Fed asset purchases at the future meetings. 
think July. Fires concerns are holding back some people from going back to work. They're concerned by that. The Fed is not talking about talking, which, you know, what does that mean? They say we're going to talk about stop buying bonds at the next meeting. We're not talking about it at this meeting. But we're not going to tell you if we're definitely going to do it or not. We'll let you know when we know. So that kind of buys us a little bit more time to be speculative. The Fed does expect inflation to go down. The Fed will provide advance notice before announcing any decision-making and changes on the Fed purchases of buying debt. When you buy debt, you lower the cost in an artificial way. Why did I get all worked up about what the frick is our government doing buying debt? Because they shouldn't. They're basically financially engineering. They're putting, they're putting risk on the taxpayer. I don't like it. That is not appropriate behavior. It's not that bad. Don't make me feel worse than I am. I've got a low self-esteem today, but we'll get there. We have a super stimulative monetary policy right now. And if it becomes less super stimulative, let's say very good stimulative, it will be because of a stronger economy, which is kind of what we want in the long term. We don't want the government assistance and the government lower rates forever and ever. We don't want the government buying debt forever and ever. In times of stress, yes, we do. But not forever and ever. So the Fed's expecting progress to continue. They do not have any committee decision or plan at this point in time, but they're starting to like think about it because the numbers are stronger than expected, both on inflation and on the economy. They still are using words and phrases like, we're going to be highly accommodative. That's not going away. During the March meeting, the Fed Open Market Committee agreed to keep interest rates at zero and that there would be no increase in at least until 2024. That changed a little bit yesterday. Two rate hikes in 2023 is the expectation. But as we get closer, I'm expecting that'll get pushed into 2022. This is still a very accommodative market. Find me online at robblackshow.com. Portions of our programming are brought to you by our good friends at Provident Credit Union with 21 Bay Area locations to serve you and your banking needs. Now, back to Rob Black and your money with your host, Rob Black, on the Bay Area's business leader, AM 1220 KDOW. So I want to bring this up one last time. Then Fed finally acknowledged the booming economy. It's still ignoring some bubbles. They've created some bubbles, in my opinion. The bond market's problematic. It shouldn't be. The housing market's overinflated quickly. That's going to create more haves and have-nots. Um, I don't like it. There's some things that I don't like, but yet I think the Fed is doing as well as they could. It would be nice if Congress and the president could get their act together and try to jointly create jobs. I'm all for infrastructure spending, Uh, Because you do create jobs, real jobs. And I'd rather see that than, say, coming up with like a space tourism, you know, Congress, congressional push. 
or let's do a needles exchange program. I understand the need for needles exchange, but I'm talking from the financial perspective. Infrastructure is typically a good investment for our country. And if we don't keep up with China, you're going to see that China gets to call the shots in the world versus the United States gets to call the shots. And I think you're going to much appreciate it in the long run. The United States has called the shots for a long period of time. One of the reasons a lot of people in America don't want Bitcoin to come to fruition and become real and become extended and, and used in deep, deep, deep purchases everywhere is because it would devalue the, do- the value of the dollar. Not the, the uh not the value of the dollar, but the, the meaning of how powerful the dollar is used in transactions. So I kind of get it. Changing topics, though, because man cannot live on this alone. Uh, we have a little bit mixed markets today. Yesterday, we saw lumber prices drop 14.3%. That bubble is popping. You don't typically hear me say something that definitively um, set in stone, but that bubble's popping. That's a good thing that should help housing costs come down for the builders. One of the things I said yesterday was that people are actually turning to crime and going to lumber yards versus going to banks. Great quote out of Morgan Stanley CEO James Gorman yesterday. He says, if you want to get paid New York rates, you work in New York. None of this. I'm in Colorado and work in New York and I'm getting paid like I'm sitting in New York. Isn't that awesome? Um, the debate on do you go back to work or not is starting to become uh, a little bit more gritty, a little bit more like sand in your shoe. So Gorman went on to say, if you go to a restaurant in New York City, you can come into the office. He said in a conference, echoing the other top bank chiefs who are over remote work. Basically saying, if you live in the area and you go to restaurants, you better get your ass back into work as well. I get it. Um, and there's going to be a lot of people who rage quit right now. And that's something the Federal Reserve is dealing with is like how many people are participating? How many low-end jobs are just going to go away because people don't want to deal with the bosses anymore? How many high-end jobs are going to still be there when remote workers are told you're not going to get paid 100000 if you're living in Colorado? You're going to get paid 50000 New York, you get 100000 This is a lot going on. Amazon's opening up its first full-size supermarket with just walkout tech today. That's cute. If you've ever used the service, it's, it's incredibly handy. And it, it's a way of not paying a cashier. That's all it is. It, it's a way of creating more efficiencies. In an industry where supermarkets don't have high margins, typically, on the food, they have high margins on bubble gum, they have high margins on soda, they have high margins on alcohol, they don't necessarily have high margins on the overall produce. I'm glad to see it. McAfee has discovered a security vulnerability in Peloton bikes. Well, that didn't take too long. Best Buy is adding luggage, grills, and outdoor furniture to its product mix. Something I love about Best Buy, something I hate about Best Buy. In the last couple of years, I'd go into Best Buy, I'd be like, why are they selling bikes? What? And you'd go into like certain sections of Best Buy and go, and, uh, do you remember like when they got rid of DVDs? When they got rid of uh, albums? You can no longer go in and buy the new album by Lord. And I'd rather be loyal. I know you're saying it's royal, Rob, but I'm going to talk about loyalty credit cards later. And in my head, I'm thinking that. May retail sales fell 1.3%. We'll come back to that. We'll come back to that. We'll come back to that. 
May retail sales fell 1.3% as consumers engaged in unusual spending patterns. Retailers, including Express, Urban Outfitters, and J. Crew, are welcoming third-party sellers. Since January, Southwest has accounted for about 77% of airline industry's TV ad spend. You ever wonder why you don't see commercials for, like, belted American Airlines or very, very rarely? I do, too. Southwest dominates the ad spend. Oh, by the way, speaking of ad spend, NBC wants you to pay $6 million for a commercial at the Super Bowl this year. Boy, does that sound cray-cray or what? Sounds cray-cray to me. I know you're saying, don't use words like cray-cray. You're an an adult, Rob. But NBC is working up a new play for the Super Bowl, eager to generate millions of dollars in revenue from the big game. The Comcast-owned media conglomerate is talking to potential advertisers, looking for a price tag of about $6 million for a 30-second spot. For the record, I think we are over Super Bowl commercials. I think we've jumped the shark. The best ones were probably five, ten years ago. And now the, they, they leak beforehand. The advertisers are looking to get double bang for your buck, get them played on TV shows like the ones that I do. It just seems to me like, yeah, TV's losing relevance and NBC's stretching to keep relevance. And I don't get it. Okay, elsewhere out there. Um, Roblox had a reversal day yesterday. It dropped 8%. Um, Some of their daily average users in May were up 28% year over year. Not a bad number, but they declined 1% month to month. Telling you kids are back in school. We'll see how the numbers hold up over summer. If they go back up, it's a buy signal because of the work of ours particularly actually it sucks everyone's on the show but kathy wood and her arc etf tech portfolios are buying roblox on a dip retail sales fell 1.3 percent in may which may not seem that important or interesting until you realize that this is post-covid economy versus covid economy people are paying less for things like sweatpants and they're paying more for things like experiences Things that you don't do in sweatpants or things that you don't shouldn't do in sweatpants. It's opposite of what happened during the pandemic when people could really only buy things. Grocery sales, to illustrate this idea, for the first time since March of last year, um, are underperforming restaurant sales. So we're now saying, you know what? We don't really need to eat at home. We can actually go to restaurants. So retail uh, restaurant sales have jumped above grocery sales. It's the experience of going out versus cooking at. So there's a little bit of shift going on. Consumer spending has rebounded from the 2020 recession, but stimulus payments, supply chain bottlenecks, and business reopenings are clouding the long-term picture. Malls need to reinvent themselves. <coughs> Mall traffic is rebounding. Excuse me. By a company like Fortnite or Epic who owns Fortnite, they just bought a whole mall and are turning it into corporate headquarters. I like thinking like that. You can find me online at robblackshow.com. That's robblackshow.com. Let's these problems. I can see the danger sign 
Portions of our programming are brought to you by our good friends at Provident Credit Union. With 21 Bay Area locations to serve you and your banking needs, visit ProvidenceCU.org. Now back to Rob Black and your money with your host, Rob Black, on the Bay Area's business leader, AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. We're off. Um, Supreme Court has upheld the Affordable Care Act in a 7-2 ruling. This ruling was in line with expectations of most analysts, but it should be positive for insurance and hospital stocks. I look at the healthcare segment as four areas. There's insurance and hospital stocks. There's pharmaceutical stocks like Merck and Pfizer. Eli Lilly. There's biotech stocks. And there's medical device stocks. But Anthem, United Healthcare, Cigna, Humana, Tenet Healthcare, United Health Services, HCA Healthcare, all are benefiting today from the lack of death of Obamacare by the Supreme Court. Electronic Arts announces Madden NFL 22. Electronic Arts announced EA Sports Madden 22, featuring two NFL Super Bowl champions, Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes. I love it when politicians totally blunder names. Um, was it Jan Arena who referred to Eric Clapton? He had this crazy popular song, uh, Tears in Heaven. She goes, uh, Jan Arena goes something like, I really like that Eric Clapner. And you're like, no, no, don't try to say something you don't know. Oh, my, my, my. And I've been guilty of that, too. I think I went into a record store in 12th grade and asked for the new album by Inksus instead of In Excess. So we're all guilty. We're all guilty. But Madden NFL 22 leverages the power of the next generation consoles to deliver the energy, emotion, unpredictability of the NFL, blah, 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 blah. I'm okay with this headline. It's a great way to talk about electronic arts, really has the franchises that are professional sports, which many Americans love. Activision has their own Call of Duty um, type of franchises, World of Warcraft. That they don't, those aren't real. They're not real people. On occasion, they get sued for having a real person's likeness in their games. But the people in electronic arts, sports games, are the real people giving their likenesses up. And that cost Do Re Me money. Madden NFL 22 launches worldwide August 20th. It's available for pre order today. Elsewhere out there, Senate Democrats are considering $6 trillion infrastructure bill if bipartisan talks falter. This is according to information from Politico. Um, I'm okay with infrastructure spending. Six trillion is egregious. That's going to be spread over 10 years in all likelihood. Um, It just seems like let's aim high to piss off the Republicans kind of feel to it. It's not going to get passed at six trillion. Um, next year, 2022, is an election year. And statements like this are little trial balloons for what do people really want. Juneteenth has become a national holiday in the United States, tied towards the ending of slavery in America. Uh, as a younger man, I'm like, we don't need more holidays where employers have to pay us for a day off. And as I've gotten older, I'm like, I could use another holiday. It's the perspective of life, right? Juneteenth is going to be June 19th, a holiday celebrating emancipation of those who have been enslaved in the United States. 
It's also going to be known as Freedom Day or Emancipation Day. It's the oldest known celebration commemorating the ending of slavery. Now it's official. In 1979, Texas became the first state to make Juneteenth an official holiday. Hawaii, North Dakota, and South Dakota are the only states that do not recognize it, but now they must. National holiday. Um, I got to be careful on how I say this, but I think you'll appreciate this. Um, I had an economics teacher in college that talked about the economy in the United States and basically saying we're a global superpower built on the backs of slavery. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like you can't say that and you can say that because there's a lot of truth in it. And if you change the word from slavery to low-cost labor, it's incredibly offensive. But it was low-cost labor. And the United States probably economically wouldn't be where we are without it. Um, A lot of countries have had low-cost labor scenarios. China would not be where they are today if they didn't take advantage of women and children, putting them to work at factories so they can intimidate them. Sweat labor. Low-cost labor is a sick, sick, sick part of the world. Um, And again, when we look at today the average salary versus minimum wage – it's it's wrong. With that said, um, I used to be part of that low income. When I waited tables, I'd get $2 an hour plus tips. And when you didn't tip me, I had to pay the busboy, I had to pay the bartender, I had to pay the hostesses. I lost money. So I'm not comparing myself to slavery in any way, shape, or form. I'm saying low-cost labor is a problem in the United States. And College professors teach it as, like, this is a matter of fact. Whoa, right? So hopefully I didn't offend anyone there, because trust me, this is not my wheelhouse. Corona Brewer Constellation Brands announced today that it has taken a minority stake in Dos Hombres. The Mezcal brand started by Breaking Bad stars Brian Cranston and Aaron Paul. There is a big backlash it's one of the Kardashians for coming up with one of those agave tequilas, knowing that her bazillion Instagram followers are going to go out and buy said agave tequila with her name on it. In the commercial, said Kardashian, the good-looking one, the Jenner side of the family. <laughs> I just offended the Kardashian side of the family. Um, but the Jenners seem to be a little bit more attractive. Um... They, they talk about misappropriation and, and cultural appropriation. And to me, when I heard Constellation Brands is signing Dos Hombres, Brian Cranston, Aaron Paul, two of the most Caucasian actors in Hollywood, which for the record, I think Breaking Bad was one of the most amazing TV shows of all time. Vince Gilligan, my hat's off to you. That was an amazing run. And every season was worth it. Um, and they got involved in a writer's strike. The show almost got canceled because of that. But financial terms not closed. Brian Cranston, Aaron Paul are probably much richer. Probably going to make more money on this deal than they make in acting. Diageo reportedly bought Casa Amigos, which was the tequila brand started by George Clooney and his friend Randy Gerber, who I think was married to a supermodel. I think that's his claim to fame. Um, for a billion dollars. Ryan Reynolds Aviation Gin sold for $610 million. 
Austin and Diageo. So Diageo and Constellation Brands are big players in getting celebrity endorsements and basically using their influencer ability to sell product. I don't know how I feel about that. Dos Hombres has a, a Mexican feel to it, right? Do we really need two Caucasian Americans pushing it? I guess. I, I can't knock them for making a, you know, some do re me. But it's out there. Is that's going to piss somebody off. Stocks are ultimately not floundering today, but they're dealing with the Federal Reserve's meeting yesterday. Where we had a uh, winter going to raise interest rates, and they're like, uh, not anytime soon. And now we know 2023, they're expecting to raise twice. I'm expecting that if the economy stays hot and inflation stays above norm or very warm, I'm expecting that to be 2022. But we're not there yet. NASDAQ's higher, Dow's lower, SP 500's kind of sideways, Russell 2000 a little bit lower. There's not a lot to tell today. Jobless claims came above 400,000 for the first time since mid-May. Eh, let's not get too caught up in that number. Again, you're looking for trends. The trend is still close to where we want to be. But we also want more people to go back to work. A little bit of a problem there. The Fed Reserve noticed that as well. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Earlier this week, Cristiano Ronaldo, he told kids to drink water. He told people in a press conference to drink water and, and bypass Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola, big sponsor of the Euro Cup that's going on right now. That's interesting, right? Because you see the advertisers, NBC wants $6 million for 30 seconds. They ain't going to stand for being brushed off by an athlete when they're paying that kind of money. But doesn't it suddenly seem weird? $6 million doesn't feel like a lot of money when you're st starting to see Aaron Paul and Brian Cranston get $500 million. They could buy a lot of commercials during the Super Bowl for their, their new beer. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Got an email where the person told me they're 46 and single. $120,000 in cash, $400,000 in retirement. Own their own home. Can I buy my dream motorcycle for $30,000? First and foremost, motorcycles, cars are depreciated assets, right? Um, I'd rather you put that $30,000 into retirement and rent a dream motorcycle for a weekend. Um, I used to have this thing where I don't really want to own a fast car, but I want to drive a fast car once or twice. So I went to Vegas and you could rent a basic race car and they take you around and you get to go 115 miles an hour. And you're going to go like, ah, bucket list, done. Been there, done that. Felt the roar of, you know, hundreds and hundreds of horses under the engine. So I don't mind you going after expensive things, and I certainly want you to, to get them if you could afford them. But in the end, um, you're still kind of young at 46. A lot of things could still go wrong, but again, I err on the side of caution. We're all very different beasts. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. Essentially, all social media is Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial.
Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm ready to let go. Thanks for listening to the show. I'm Rob Black, trying to help you get to where you need to go, i.e. retirement. It hasn't taken a rocket scientist to see that we're going to have inflation, and we have it. The deflation trade is not there. It's an inflation trade now. The question is how long and how hard and how fast does inflation hit our economy? We've seen lumber prices balloon up. Now we've seen them pop. So the inflation was there for the last three months, but it really hasn't. It's not going to be there for the next three weeks. There's a theory going around about how there's a shortage of dollars. I'm not a big fan of theories or conspiracy theories, although I do believe in Bigfoot. He's a big hairy dude on the beaches of New Jersey. He needs his back shaved, and then I probably won't believe in Bigfoot. Um, it's fun to watch the narrative on Wall Street shift in real time to inflation, Federal Reserve raising interest rates, because they really didn't do anything yesterday. They said, we're going to think about it, then we're going to talk about it, then we're going to tell you about it, then we're going to do it. And all of that in the lens of the improving economy. That shouldn't freak people out, but it's fun watching this in real time. I hope you find some some love and some joy in investing like I do. Um, I think there's something wonderful about it. Just my thoughts. So the Fed basically moved up their timeline. Nothing to worry about there. Nearly 45% of the U.S. population is fully vaccinated. And hard-hit states like California and New York have removed most of the COVID-related restrictions this week. So we're going to see the economy chug along a little bit more. New York and California are very, very important. But we're also going to start keeping more of an eye on inflation to see if it does temper. Joe Biden and Putin got up close and personal, met face-to-face in Geneva yesterday to discuss uh, dinner topics that include human rights, nuclear treaties, cybersecurity, Biden referred to Putin as a worthy adversary leading up to the summit and gifted him a crystal bison sculpture and custom-made beard glasses, which seemed to be his thing. Um, I love Putin's response. He threw down some of that Russian philosophy. There's no happiness in life. There's only the mirage of it on the horizon, so we'll cherish that. You get aviator glasses and you give us crappy high school philosophy? Thanks. <laughs> You're saying lovely. Um, there's not enough houses being made. There's a story out there today that five and a half million units short of historical levels. And that's going to keep the housing market high, even as interest rates rise. There's just not enough homes. The pandemic made it worse. The haves went out and bought a second home. Soaking up inventory. Supply chain bottlenecks and labor shortages throttled new development. Um, The home being built right next to me at this point in time, I'm seeing a different type of worker than I've seen in the past. Um, The U.S. is experiencing a housing affordability crisis on top of a housing shortage crisis. 
median price of an existing home hit an all-time high of three hundred forty-one thousand dollars in April. That's up sixteen, up nineteen percent year over year. That's too much. Again, you like inflation in moderation, not in big jumps. Unless you own that house, it's up nineteen percent, and you're like, "Woohoo! I can retire." Not enough houses being built. So one of the things the White House needs to try to make as a policy, because it's really not Congress's job, but the White House, they need to do a once-in-a-generation investment increasing housing supply. I don't know if that is possible to be included in the infrastructure plan, but we need more housing. A couple years ago, I did a segment on this show and on television about how homes in San Francisco, apartments are going at 400 square feet. Basically, some prison cells are bigger than that. Now, again, I'm kind of being cute when I say that, but I'm also kind of saying millennials are willing to live in smaller homes, smaller spaces, if they can go out and go to restaurants, if they can go out and get to work easily, if they can go out and bicycle. They're willing to sleep someplace and eat and party elsewhere. COVID kind of mess that up, but we're going to get back to like super small apartments because that's probably the only way out of the housing crisis that we're in. Would I buy a super small apartment? I would if I was 20 something. Throwing it out there. The average number of video streaming services utilized per U.S. subscriber declined for the first time on record from 7.23 to 7.06 in April. In November, we hit a high of 7.23 streaming services. Now we're down to seven. How many streaming services do you have? How many of them are you paying for? Um, my spouse, she wanted to watch something on Hulu in the probably the fall. I don't know what it was. I wasn't into it. It wasn't my thing. So I'm like, just go ahead and get a subscription. You can cancel it at the end of the month. Still paying for it. So... Um, yeah, we have that. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air at bars, restaurants, and baseball stadiums are all open for business across the United States now. Welcome more foot traffic. Google is saying they want some more retail space and they kind of want a piece of things going on. So you're starting to see corporations say, as things open back up, we too are going to get more aggressive with what we're opening up as far as retail space goes. So Google's opening up a store. I know you're thinking like an Apple store. Yes. Brick and mortar retail may seem odd for a company that makes $147 billion in revenue from digital ads, but the store is intended less as a sales generator and more of a brand building exercise. You can see a room of flat screen TVs for customers to try Google Stadia gaming service. Gaming on your TV through the internet, replacing a console in your home and putting the console at the other end of the business. Big thing going forward. Showing your product is the new way of doing retail. Not having a big retail space, but being able to show it and people buy it online and get it delivered to their homes. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.